All right. Good morning, everybody. Everybody. Good morning. Uh, it's day two. So today is January 8th, Wednesday. And episode two of Dog Walk Talk. It snowed last night. And it's just freezing cold outside. Just so cold. Now we're going to go straight this way. And, um, yeah, whoever has a great day. Slots well. I think I had a weird dream, but I think I had a weird dream last night. <laughs> but this morning we have been on the collegiate hunt for the next school for medicine. And that went well. I do believe I would either be going to Grand Valley State University or Oakland University. Maybe MSU, Michigan State. Uh, for all those that don't know, for everybody, for myself, I am in Michigan. Doi. But going through all that stuff has been real fun. Um, I'm going to go to the gym after this walk. It's kind of how my days always go. Uh, it's pretty um, nice. Morning, I wake up, answer emails. I kind of do all my planning and kind of everything I need to get done, honestly, as early as possible. And then uh, every 11.30, 11.45, I walk the doge and I talk and record. And then I come home and make sure she's all set up for success so she doesn't eat my house while I'm at the gym and go to the gym. Today is a Today's pull day. Back buys. About it, I think, right? Back buys and hammies. So that's what I'll be doing today. Which, uh, pretty good. Trying to get back into working out again. I used to be a fucking animal at it. And then I had to get a job and everything and couldn't do it anymore. And and I stopped doing the job and I can start doing this again. Honestly, you should feel 10 times better. So, it's been nice. Real nice, honestly. But, it's weird to kind of go back through like the steps of getting strength again and building your muscles back up because I've done it like twice, right? Like I wasn't healthy like a child and I got healthy and then I just, like was working out pretty consistently. And then like I stopped because I had school and stuff. And so then I didn't do it. And then I went back like that was in like a high school. And then went to college for my first year and I was like, Oh, I gotta get healthy again. So then I did it again and that time I did it way more than the first time. And I got really into it and really big and really strong. And that was fun. It's really enjoyable. And then, um, no, I, I kind of, like, I maintained for, like, a year or two in college. Just super easy, right? I mean, like, you, know, you build the foundation really well. And then your maintenance is, you know, you go to the gym every day, but, you know, it's, I say it now like it's nothing, but, like, an hour, hour and a half of working out. And you still put on size and got great strength. And so just working out really well. And so... 
I did that. Then I had to stop for school. Well, actually, it's different. So I had to stop for work. But at first, it was I had an internship, so I had a whole summer I didn't work out, and then came back to school. No, leave it. No squirrels. No. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I had this internship at Quicken Loans for the summer, and when I came up here, I literally didn't have time to work out. I tried to as much as I could, um, but it'd always be at like I'd wake up at 4:30 in the morning to drive to work to get there at 6:45, work out till 7:30, and like and you have 40 minutes of. Just sheer exhaustion and tiredness. Didn't really get a whole lot done in there, unfortunately. And then, so I didn't really work out over that summer. Came back to school. That was my last year of collage. My last semester, I guess it was the fall and summer. It's the fall. My last semester of college. Yeah, I didn't really just. Uh, I had just gotten my dog done, so I was just taking care of her as a puppy. So then that was kind of where it tapered off, and then I started this career and this job, my last job, I guess, not this job, my old job. There's no chance I had any opportunity of working out. I mean, I, would, I had to be at work at 7 o'clock, and you know, I didn't get off work till like 8.39 most days, so yeah, there's no way I was doing that. It's a little crazy. And so I kind of deteriorated the uh, physique and strength a little bit, but, but like I was saying, you know, it's been a, it's cool to do it again. It's just because, you know, I, I've been through a struggle of the first time, you know, kind of just getting into shape, right? And then the second time I was like, okay, well, I know like basic mechanics now and know how this works and so then I got strong and I got like, ripped like that was like the people you see on <laughs> I just sounds shitty to say but like, I got I was like the people you see in like <laughs> magazines and shit like I had like eight abs and no body fat like I was point in my life where I thought I was going to like compete in like bodybuilding competitions like I was that level so like I I had gone to the extreme before and so now when I'm doing this again, like, I've only started working out again in the beginning of December, and we're on January 8th, and you know, I went from having a little bit of a, I had called it my wealth belly, but, <laughs> like, stomach, to, you know, after a workout, I got two, three abs showing, and, you know, got lats back and there's like a good shape and like my shoulders are rounded again it's like you know even though it seems like a short time and like well i know exactly what to do right like i eat well i've done that already for years and so i can easily dial that in that makes up 75 percent of you know looking good and building strength and feeling good and then the other 25 percent of like workout I said I've been doing it for so long and I'm going to med school, so I have a little bit of understanding and background in that, but 
I know what's effective and what's not, and how to train real well. And so I can really cut down the timeline. Like, yeah. Also, I work with a off a good foundation. Like I said, you know, I'm not coming in with like nothing. It's just repressed. It's retarded. You know, the actual use of that word. <laughs> but a great example was just yesterday. You know, on December when I started this, you know, I went first. I, had, you know, I I feel like personally, if you're gonna maximize efficiency in the gym, I think push pull legs splits work real well because you target everything into multiple times a week. So, you know, push. That's chest and tries and quads. I like to hit legs every day because, you know, I neglected them for so long that I think I needed, I was a bro lifting. So I didn't always do legs maybe once every week and a half. Every 10 days I'd hit legs. But got them back now. We're good. <laughs> but I still like to do them now. But what I'm getting to is, you know, I did chest the first day, push. And I was trying to do flat bench. And I was doing dumbbells at first because... I have weird joints in my shoulders and arms. So I need to work on stability a lot before I build real strength. Which, you know, you get both strength and accessory stability muscles from dumbbell workouts because you got to hold it and not, you know, over-rotate and supinate your arms while you do this. And that, was like, I was doing, I did a 40 at first. And I was like, all right, that went up pretty well. You know, I snagged these 55s because, you know, in my head when I stopped doing this, the when I stopped really working out the last time, you know, I would start a set. Where are you we're going this way? I'd start a set with these 70s, 75s. Like, oh, what's wrong? And so then now, I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm doing that. So I grabbed the 50s next. So I was struggling to push them up. And I'd get the, I was like, all right, well, how I used to work out was I'd build it up. I, you know, you go up and wait every time you do a set. So I do like three sets of 10. And so you go 40s, 50s. I was like, oh, I'll try 55s next. Couldn't even do two. I'm like, oh, that's humbling, <laughs> right? But, again, I say this because yesterday, I pushed it again. You know, I walked in. And, um, you know, obviously I warm up now. I learned that stretching is important and old muscles equal sore muscles. So, um, you know, I, 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 my first movement on, you know, flat bench dumbbells was could do 60s. And then, you know, I ended with, you know, a set of 75s for 10 on my third set. You know, in the course of 30 days, pretty good improvement for most people and hey doggo come on who wants to step in house is not a nice place um yeah so i, I don't know what the point of this was maybe <laughs> but you know you work off a good base and you can accelerate your progress with smart training diet and like correct program. And you know, there's I've done a lot of different things out there. Like a lot of different programs and different, you know, protocols for training. Whether it be like 
you know, chest, back, arms, legs, or, you know, we do full body, isometric, hypertrophy, like kind of stuff like that. I tried them all. I tried most of them, I'd say them all. It's probably impossible. But, yeah, you come to realize it. You know, as long as you get in there and you, as long as you move and wait at a good amount, good reps, good sets, like, you get strong, you get results. It just comes down to what you prefer and what, you know, gets you back in there. Because I think whether or not you're pushing 45 pounds on the bench for 12 or 70 for 8, as long as you're doing it, you're better than most. So that's kind of how I like to look at it. But I think the progress I'm seeing it can attribute a lot to both both past uh, workout experience and training, and as well as you know, just the knowledge that I've you know accumulated over the years I've been doing it. Right, it's six years now I've been working out, and I'm on seven now. Kind of crazy. Six years, yeah, six, seven to be. Coming up soon, I guess. But I don't know what I was talking about. I'm happy I'm doing it again. It makes me feel awesome. Like very much one of those people that if I don't work out I get not crazy but agitated. And uh, something that most people know who are close to me. <laughs> So I'm glad I didn't do it again because my last job prevented me from ever doing that. And the last thing you want to do is, after you've been gone for 13 hours a day, come home, A, make food, B, walk the dog, C, clean the house, B, go work out. Already kind of clock before I'm even thinking about that. And I got to work out, come home, shower, like... I got about a 10.30. It's not happening, unfortunately. And I think that quality of life aspect is something that I kind of really need just to maintain mental health, which is a thing that I'm trying to focus on, too, as well as physical health. And a lot of people miss that key component. It's overlooked when you're young. Watch out. Not a lot of people think about it or focus on it. Then, um, yeah, that's pretty good. Anything else, uh, dramatic or thinking about? Uh, no. I, uh, I've got a talk later today with a digital marketing guy about getting new ad sets running for some online brands we're working on. I have a crazy, crazy idea that I want to, not crazy idea, I'm going to do it. I think it's funny and easy. Uh, Start a clothing brand, right? Like, so, 
reason I say I want to do this and it's going to be easy is because you, know, you can do a lot of these things with no overhead costs. Well, I mean, very minimal overhead costs. Like you think of starting a designer fashion brand. Like, oh, I got to hire a designer and I got to order these products and then I got to, you know, get it out to people. But you don't. It's very, mis- very big misconception, I think. Or, not even a misconception, but just it's, I talked about about like what actually goes into these things, like what happens with businesses. Because as I've uh, slowly been working my way into entrepreneurship and kind of understanding how ownership of businesses and like the back end stuff work, which is honestly the biggest fascination of my life, is what goes on behind public eyes curtain. Like, you know, you, you see a store and you have the employees only section in the back. You know, I don't care what's in the front of it. I only want to know what's behind that door. Because, well, I do only a few people know that, but everyone else knows this stuff up front. So, like, you just apply that concept to everything, though. So, yeah. What does really businesses do when you buy a product? Or what does it, how does it really work when you, you know, submit an order online? How do you really make things and get samples and stuff like that? Because... A lot of businesses are started with literally no money. These motherfuckers are broke. And they're doing this out of desperation. So if I can do it when I'm not broke, <laughs> not me, that does great. Oh, it's ice. Walk. You gotta walk. You almost fucking knocked me off. Um, I would love to. Because a lot of this started, you know, years ago. Not this, but this idea is of, like, like, the behind the scenes concepts of businesses when I was listening to it's back in comes full, full circle to fitness. I was listening to the owner of Gymshark talk about you know how he started his company and he started it by literally just drop shipping protein powders and stuff like that from other websites. Like he would just list it on the site for like five dollars more. You'd order it, he'd place the order and ship it to your house from the other company. And so I heard that, you know, I always thought about it, like, wow, that's really smart. Like, you never have to own any of this stuff. Like, you don't hold any inventory. What fucking street are we on, dog? Um, you never have to hold any inventory. You don't have to, like, really do anything besides, you know, place an order to someone after they've already ordered it. So, you know, there's no risk, no cost. And so then I learned about drop shipping. And that's where, same concept. I mean, it's the same idea. You sell something that you don't own. You just sell it for more as like a middleman. And I got a lot of that idea from when I was a child playing video games. Uh, that should be a topic. I'm going to write these down. So this is, again, rambles, rambling some of myself. But I think I'm literally going to just go through chapters of like how I think about stuff. But you can see this story. And when I was a child, like video games, I played this game called Team Fortress 2. We'll look it up. It's kind of a silly game, right? But I didn't play it to play the game. Like, obviously, video games in this game, you know, it's kind of cartoon based, and, you know, you're teams and you different, you kill people, and you got different goals, you either get the most kills, or, you know, capture the flag. But, inside the game, there's, you know, it's a free game, so you've got microtransactions, right? 
and you could purchase you know, different cosmetic pieces. In this game, everything was revolved around hats. You got wearing your head on all these different players you could play as. And some of those hats you could wear had special effects on them. And you could only get them from opening random boxes, and they had a 1% chance of getting one of these. And to open one of those boxes cost you $2.50 to buy, they're called keys. So, basic idea of how this worked was you would buy the key from the game producers, that would be Valve, $2.50, and then by playing the game, you would occasionally get these boxes or crates that would randomly be given to you, and then you could open them. Now, how I played the game was, in the game you could trade with other players for things like your hats and your weapons and stuff like that. So, you, know, you start out of the game with nothing, and you kind of play, and you get some stuff randomly, and you could trade it with other people if they wanted it. But, as I progressed, and maybe four months into the game, I learned that a lot of these things sometimes cost a lot of money. So, I... Sorry, I'm sniffing. It's freezing cold. I started to try to obtain these things. To sell them, obviously, you need to oh, I want that. That's worth... I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding anybody. Like, some of these things were like $10,000, $15,000. They're super crazy. Like, no way. No one would spend that much money on stuff. Oh, people did. They did. So, you know, I, uh, stop. Come here. Gonna come here. And now we walk. 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 Good walk. <laughs> um, so I started, you know, trying to get these things and trading them. And, uh, you know, you're like, well, how does it, how does someone spend $15,000 in this, right? If they're giving to you randomly. And now there's no way to actually send someone money in this video game, right? Like, you can't just, like, here's $10. That's crazy. You get weird legal issues. But you could still do it via PayPal. And it was just a little kind of risky. Sketchy, I guess, you know. There was always the hesitation of... Because, you know, you know, the money got transferred outside of the game and you had to transfer the items in-game, so there's disconnect. Someone's got to go first. You either get the money first or you get the items first, and there's the risk that after one, the other wouldn't go through. <laughs> but what I did in that game was I kind of worked my way up to having a lot of these keys and hats and items. And I uh, made a living off of that for a while. Well, I was, and I didn't get a job in high school because this paid for everything I needed for my girlfriend, for me, for my cars. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I probably in like a week would move $5,000, $8,000 of like revenue, I guess is how it would be considered that. Pretty big. I was, uh, 
you know, at the age of 14, 15, 16, that's kind of a big deal in like a small, small community. But kind of roundabout ways, I got to see that, you know, not all businesses were just like a thing you had to own something and sell something. Like, you know, a lot of this could be moved with no product, with no, you know, need for physical sale of something or along that lines. Like, there is money to be made in just, not just virtual goods, but the idea that you had something that people wanted. And as long as you knew the commodity value of it and how to, you know, adequately price, purchase, and, you know, retain this, you could make money. So, you know, life progressed. Sooner or later, got to the point where, like, well, maybe I should look into this a little more. Because at one point, the game that I played kind of industrialized, which is a weird way to say it. But, you know, we had people that started making websites to sell these things and kind of made it a little more um, regulated might not be the right word, but structured is a better word for it. And I think I'm going to end it there because I just got home. But one of the things that I, that was like the first wave of the revolution is industrialization or revolutionary revolutionization of it. This website called marketplace.tf and backpack.tf. So if anyone ever listens, check them out. That's going to conclude the AM walk because we have gotten home here and it's two degrees. I want to go inside. But I'll continue this on chapter two tonight in the PM walk. Otherwise, enjoy uh, your morning, everyone. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Allison. Um, you know, who and it's the evening, um, January 8th, and for a little walk. My God, is it cold? It snowed more. And uh, bundled up. Gotta be. Have to be out here. Let's see. It's pretty swell. Real swell day. Um, what was I talking about before? Ah, uh, TS2. Yeah, that's done. Whatever. Either way. I think it was on the topic of like the reason businesses are like that. So yeah, I wanted to just make a business so I can understand how it was in the back end. So I did one. And then I was like, well, it's way easier than I ever thought. So I'm like, alright, I'm going to do this. And here we are. In the process of making a business. One that like tries to turn a profit. And uh yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. That's all I gotta say. Big dumb idiot. But anyway, can let's see what else is going on. Um I don't know. I don't really follow news anything. Like I don't have any news or Twitter or Facebook or anything like that to get like updates or something, I don't know. So never really uh current on geopolitical situations or anything. My friends just sent me a video on Twitter of these guys on some desert 
I'm assuming it wore. And a Humvee got blown up. Just while I was filming. That's crazy. I don't think it's recent. I think it was just some mean thing. Now, oh, the house is starting to light some. Christmas lights, do they stay on past January 1? Like, I get if they're up, people turn them on at night. You have to make a conscious decision of that. Who's still doing that? You know, I understand, you know, you haven't taken them down, you don't have a chance, I get that. You still turn them on? That seems like a little much. Well, we're on the topic. New oh, Thanksgiving is underappreciated as a holiday. Now we're on this side. Because everyone goes straight from Halloween to Christmas. Thanksgiving is the best holiday out there. Ah, maybe second to Halloween. But top five national, top, top national holiday. You give no gifts. Everyone just eats food. And genuinely, people are usually pretty happy during that time of year. You know, gotta be nice to get on Santa's list. It's just, in the, you know, I feel like it's under-celebrated. And not under-celebrated, but under-appreciated. It's a great holiday. But, man, I don't got nothing going on today. Um, there's a light. feel like my dog chooses to listen to me sometimes. But like what I say. Like words, words. Like she knows what I mean. And a lot of times she just doesn't, just doesn't do it. I don't know what it is. How she does it. It's annoying as hell sometimes. That's a little bit hard to tell her what to do. Why are you running? And we walk for about like a mile and a half every time. We're pretty fast walkers, so we do about five blocks. Almost got home. I think I'm the only person that ever walks their dogs. I always just walk over my tracks every day. Yeah, I get. I know it's good now. I just don't have anything else to do. Maybe I'm home, I might as well. Right? Oh, if you don't have anything else to do, just might as well be there. It's better than her just going out in the yard. Let her walk around, smell stuff. Explore. I don't know what I'm going to eat for dinner, though. It's always the hard part. You're hardly off the side. It's snow. Goodness, goodness, goodness. I gotta go down to the city tonight. See some friends. Um, I'm just a little wild. Gotta go there and come home still. They don't always have to. But I talked to one of my friends that still worked at Quaker Mountain today. 
he doesn't want to be there anymore. So I'm telling him, give him confidence that he can make it. And if not, you know, find the thing you want to do at the company because he's wanting to. I don't know. Not just be there. I guess I don't know. Like I understand people if you want to leave and you have something else you want to do, but like. I was unhappy at work, so we wanted to feel right? Like, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to med school, right? I wanted to be a doctor. I really wanted to do research work, clinical research work. But, it's just because I didn't want to be a mortgage broker, right? But my friend here, for example, I think he left school with a communications degree. I think he wants to. I think he's just not happy. So, like, what do you do next, though? Like, I understand if you leave and you have a next step. Yeah, but, I don't think he does. So, like, maybe it's just, but, like, you have to ask the question there. Is it, like, the line of work you're doing? Is it the type of work you're doing? Is it the people you work with? You're not footprints. Is it, a lot of, what if you read gear tracks? But, you know, as a person who just, like, quit their job, you know, it could be nerve-wracking, I guess. But you kind of got to have a plan, at least for the near future. Something to do with the distant future. At least, like, an idea. <laughs> I don't know. Just make it up as a go, usually. Which got me this far. Pretty well, too. So... I'm walking to your train. Goodness, girl, raises are chilly. And I have to use the bathroom. That's the worst. Let's see. I don't have much to talk about. And I guess I do, but I don't know what. Uh, hmm. That there's not fun. Again, day two, you know. I feel like in the morning I always have more structured thoughts. In the evening I was like, man, I gotta. It's because it's cold. Start to sink on your feet. You just try to survive. Um, things better, I gotta definitely write down topics in the morning. I think of them. Yeah, he's gonna learn with me. I'm gonna learn with myself. Me and the dog are going, who cares? Figure it out as I go. Hey, whatever that is, leave that, please. She loves the snow, though. When there's lots, she just, like, hops. Doesn't, like, walk, just bounces. Oh, my dog is a husky German Shepherd mix. Suitcase. And, uh... She's pretty cute. Everyone thinks she's a guy for some reason. She's got a pink harness on and a pink collar. But I guess it's 2020 now, so you never be sure. Oh, who's that? The dot market of a distance. Oh my goodness. Case. Easy peasy. Oh, look at those pretty boys. 
No. No, honey. No, honey. No. No. Not playing with them. It's exciting content right there. Come on. Dog barks and whimpers. Shit wins Emmys. Uh, yeah. I think one of the things I like trying stuff so much, like new things, is because you learn new stuff with you. Do it. Tissues, I said too. But, so, you know, this is, is a podcast, right? Like, you know, I'm just getting the raw audio files. So, I didn't know how to, like, pop podcasts work. Like, you can get them on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever you consume it. But it's like, one thing you don't really, I didn't think about it at least, is like, okay. So you take typical, like, like, you buy a song on iTunes. Like, who has ever done that? Whatever. Or Apple Music. So, I don't know, at least the way I thought, you know, Apple has all these songs. So when you play them, you obviously stream it. So, you know, you kind of assume, the way you say them, like iTunes works, like you would download it from them. Well, if you think about it then, like, if podcasts are on SoundCloud, iTunes, the Spotify, that's right off the rip, three platforms that would have to host one single item, which seems crazy. If you think about it logically, there are some of them people that get like, you know, 100 million listens for everything, and there's like 90 of those. I mean, you know, music's kind of one thing, I guess. I mean, like, maybe it's the same way it works for music, but I always thought usually you listen locally or something, but you have to. So I guess the point is, like, I assume that Apple, that you would upload your podcast to Apple, Spotify, or whatever. doesn't work like that. You have to upload it yourself and link an RSS feed. People can stream it and download it from your site. Which is crazy. Because if you think about that, then all those people that do have 100 million listeners podcasts, all that bandwidth is coming from them. Well, I mean, not them, but like, what I found is they have services and platforms that you, you know, pay for to host it, supply it, and stream it, and broadcast it. Because they, these, the aggregate platforms don't host it. So you either host it independently or through a service, which, you know, I just didn't, you know, really think of or know about. Come on, sweetheart. And so, so doing new things, you learn new stuff. Yeah. But that's the whole thing is your services that people pay for to upload podcasts to and host them. And one thing that I am very grateful that I know is about, like, internet stuff. I mean, and I know it seems like a really general term, but like actual like the components of like what makes an internet site like a website. Like I understand on a, you know, 
deeper level how that kind of works. Because, and not a lot of people go understand what goes into a website, right? You just like navigate to it and happy you're there. Amazon, YouTube, you're watching stuff, buying something. It's all the same. But <laughs> thank you. Her name's Suitcase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these are people on the streets. No idea who they are. <clears throat> I even got like a face mask on. I look like a murderer. And a big car coat and amazed people talk to me. But, um, yeah, so you navigate to a website, right? And you're just like, oh, I'm there. Yay. Like, but it's a little different. Well, not different, but I mean, what got that website to be in front of you is a lot. And like, it's more than just like, I don't know what people think of you just push a button and you're like, all right, well, I want to put a box here and you draw a box and like, this is going to be a button and you click button and it's a button now. It doesn't really work like that. Um, so... I'm grateful that I kind of know the logistics of how like, what it comes to be and what goes into it. Because if you appreciate a little more of what happens, and it's easier to understand how things really do work online. Because here's what I'm talking about that is these podcast hosting services for like an extra, it's going to sound good. actually like 12 bucks, you could get a a WordPress site every month or something. And, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good example, but there's one that was a little ludicrous and I was more taken aback at. Like, all right, for $20 a month, you can get a WordPress website done. But, like, Squarespace, you're like $10 for the same exact product. Like, things that people don't know a lot about. So, like, if you're starting a podcast, I'm assuming, you know, I'd say most people are even, you know, contemplated getting the recording done. They'll say maybe a third of them know how, like, web hosting and domain ownership and stuff like that works. And they just see, oh, they can give us a website for, like, $25, $50 a month. Awesome. Like, cool. Give me that, too. I need a website. When in reality, if you bought it separately, it's way cheaper. And I think there's a... A little bit of, uh, I don't know, not the substance, which is like, I guess people pay for convenience, so I guess it's convenient, whatever, but, you know, I like I said, it's like, know what happens or how it works, like, I could, I know I can easily get this cheaper somewhere else, but I think that's uh, a lot of what the world is anyways, right? Someone buying it cheaper somewhere else and sell it, capitalism, right? That's all I'm saying is that, like, that's really all I look for when I see things. Leave it. Come on. Let's go. No. I don't know what that is, but your dog stops and stares in the abandoned house. You just keep moving. Yeah, because you can, like, if you know where it's happening, I don't know. 
I guess I come from more where it's like you might as well just like give it to him for the price you get. I guess I don't know, man. Like we all do it. Sounds like business works. It's a vacuum. It's just smaller than ours. I know it's terrifying. Someone turn on the vacuum. I'm scared. Oh, that's trash table. Oh, trash gets out. <laughs> I'm in the street and my dog has ran onto the sidewalk so she could walk on the sidewalk. Hey, good girl, come on. Let's go back here. Good job, good girl. <laughs> you need some help? So you need some help? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got no males okay, so it's okay nobody loves us now we got home and I guess this will be the end of uh, January 8th p.m. walk edition dog walk talk right. goodbye